And, and welcome, welcome to sex, sex time. time. Third time's a charm. Yeah, I'm going to say that our slogan is still, it's not a good podcast, but it is fun to make. Yeah, and uh, we're doing it for us and for Emily, so who gives a fuck? Yeah, we now have, uh, we've got a Twitter account for Taylor. We have an Instagram account that's just for Emily. And this podcast that's just for Emily. I think the Facebook is for Kristen then yeah if we're counting off the fact that we get exclusive engagement from one person on each media right yeah (laughs) this is great this is like this is like so what i thought my 30s were gonna be yeah it's uh no that sounds about right yeah i took a really um because i was out uh walking around and running and stuff and i found fig tree i had just wished for drugs and then nature threw me this bone yeah. Which was just figs. I Which is three. Inverted flowers that encapsulate dead wasps. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I brought you one. Yeah. Yeah, I got all the way back home with it. Oh. Um, no, it's fine. It was just like in dovetailing into our Instagram. Uh, I thought it looked like a nipple. So I took a racy picture with it before I got in the bathtub. <laughs> I don't know. Can I? I don't think I can eat this. <laughs> it didn't. Can you. It only touched my hands. Okay. So when we were leaving the blurch, we stopped at Whole Foods and you got changed in the car and you alerted me about boobs. What did I do? You like, looked away. Like, looked away so hard. <laughs> You've gotten like totally topless in my car at least two times now uh-huh. maybe, maybe three and I'm always like no I can't <laughs> I'm not going to look but it's I mean you you must have gotten changed in the locker room uh I was very artful about it in high school I usually um in high school and middle school I usually just wore whatever bra I was already wearing which was in retrospect probably not going to smell great by the end of the day um but most of the time I would change in bathroom stalls it's only like in the last I don't know four or five years that I was like who gives a fuck and now I just change in the locker room but but when I change in your car look it would cross a line (laughs) it would cross a line (laughs) I just can't just can't. I'm not saying, I mean, you can't see. Should I post this picture on our Instagram or, or what should I do? Yeah, we'll go ahead and post okay. it. I'll, I, might, I might see it and go, oh no. Because <laughs> I asked Emily what she wanted on Instagram and she was like, oh, no, boobs and cake. Huh. I can provide the cake. Okay. That's not a problem. Well... We deliver exactly what our fans ask for. All one of them. (laughs) One per platform. Yeah. That's got to be unique, right? Yeah. And it must be gratifying to be, like, the fan. Yeah. Like, imagine, like, five years from now when we finally reach season six of Sex and the City. And, like, this is a big thing now. And Emily's like, I knew them when. And I used to get mentioned a lot. And now we're like, Emily who? 
Yeah, that sounds feasible. It doesn't seem like in five years we'll still be like, what does Emily want to see on whatever the new social media platform is? And wow, Kelly's dangerously close to death now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, speaking of dangerously close to death, Mm. what episode did we watch of Sex and the City? I watched it. uh, The Fuck Buddy. Oh, that's right. So, um, to summarize it, basically everyone's like, yeah, I know what fuck buddies are, except Charlotte, who went to college and is a 30-something <laughs> woman. And she's like, what? What's a fuck buddy? I don't understand. What? The name doesn't describe what it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, Miranda's is someone that she used to see in person, but now they do phone sex. Um, Samantha's like, I only see people once, so whatever. Uh, Carrie's got this guy who is played by Dean Winters, who played Dennis Duffy. So this is our third 30 Rock appearance in a row, Mm -hmm. which is like, I wonder if this is a trend that's going to (laughs) continue. Is Alec Baldwin in the next episode? I don't know. Or Um, Kenneth. Oh, my God. No, he would have been so young. Or immortal. So maybe so old. (laughs) Um. I can't really remember what happens in the Miranda storyline. Uh, Charlotte's like, I don't know that Miranda's haircut was like so bad. It's just been bad. It's just been bad. Who cares? It's just worse every time. Um, Charlotte tries dating more than one guy at once just to like play the field. She books two on one night and she eats two dinners and she's like, I don't know how I could possibly eat two dinners. And I'm like, I know exactly how you eat two dinners. You rationalize one as like late lunch or like a snack to make up for earlier. And then you rationalize the other is like my actual dinner or like getting a head start on tomorrow. Like this isn't hard. <laughs> this isn't hard. <laughs> like amateur shit. Okay. But she's, you know, she seems like she's so waspy and has it together, but then double books. And it's like, you, why would you not write it down? Well, so she, she had it all planned out, but she got so engrossed in the conversation that she went to her next date late and she told the first guy who she really liked, like, oh, I'm getting sick. This is my new Charlotte voice now, by the way. Okay. Um, and so she's like on her second date, she has a little burp because she ate two dinners. I mean, she could have done a salad at one if she was really concerned, but whatever. Um, so she's like saying goodbye to her second date. She really likes him too. So she's kissing him. And the guy from the first date is at her apartment because he dropped off soup for her because she's so sick. And then both of the guys are like, fuck you, Charlotte, (laughs) which like fair. I feel like maybe like one guy per night is double booking on one night is kind of a lot. Yeah. You got to stagger that like brunch and then supper. Or like one tonight, one tomorrow. Or brunch and then supper. Can you imagine two different dates with two different people in the same evening? Oh, Kelly. (laughs) It just sounds like so much effort. No, doing it the way that Charlotte does it. Oh, no. That seems like a pain. I want to know now how you would have done it. I, you know, I feel so attacked sometimes. No, I'm just asking. I'm not judging. Um, I, hat trick. Whoa. <laughs> I just dropped a thing. Just like twice. Wait. Hat trick is means three. Yeah. 
You've done two hat tricks. <laughs> to, and to what extent was it? The it's when you get the a goal. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Anyways, Samantha. <laughs> Samantha has neighbors who uh, are very into each other and they have um, relations with each other every night at the same time and they sound so amorous that first she's annoyed and then she's like oh this gets me off that's my Samantha voice now and so she uh, um, pleasures herself while listening and then vocally joins in with them and then um she asks like the cleaning guy like are they nice looking and he's like uh yeah they're not they're nice like what the fuck do you want (laughs) (laughs) um and then she goes over to meet them and she's wearing like a like fancy lingerie robe thing fur cuffed whatever and it turns out they're an older couple little heavy set um and instead of you know because they'd sent a note over to her like let's bring down this wall between us so she goes over expecting to see this young attractive couple with whom she can make the bang bang and uh turns out (laughs) they're they're not her type what did you what did you say make the bang bang (laughs) what is the matter with you I've had a little rosé. <laughs> the fact that you call it bang bang tells me that you're not ready to have it. I am not ready to have it. I had it for like a very brief period in my life and then I was like, no, thank you. Um, so, so she goes over and they're like, here are we. We are us. And she's like, um, keep it down. Some of us are trying to sleep. And then in heels and her like feathered teddy or whatever, she moves her bed away from her wall. <laughs> what like, a weirdo. Take the fucking shoes off, you dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, so Carrie has her the, the the main crux of this is like the guy that she goes to when she just needs to bang it out and she doesn't want to have like, you know, a relationship with. But she wants to like she has pop pop in the attic. She's pop pop in the attic. She has she has bang bang in the brownstone. <laughs> um, so she she's hooking up with him, um, and she decides that she wants to see if like maybe it will go somewhere because he's like really nice to her and complimentary, and you know he does seem like you know let's see where this goes. And it turns out he's like kind of boring and stupid. Yeah, he's really boorish. Yeah, like he orders. I don't know, like a hamburger at a sushi place or something? I don't know. Something. <laughs> you know, Chris. He has, yeah. he has, on more than one occasion, we have gone to sushi at his suggestion and he just orders white rice and miso. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Well, he wants foods that represent him, that look like him. <laughs> Soup and blobs of white, things. white and yellow, <laughs> sort of a pale sloshing dish with stuff in it. Um, Chris is a white man, a very white man, <laughs> excessively, almost offensively so. 
Yeah. Who does not believe in white privilege? Yay! (laughs) It's funny because he's earned nothing that he has. (laughs) He's going to listen to this, uh, maybe, and be very offended. And I'm going to be like, what what part could you argue with? (laughs) Anyway, so Carrie's dating um, Dennis Duffy. And I feel like after she gets to know him, he is somewhat Dennis Duffy-ish. Yeah. Like, maybe he's just that character. You know, that character, that actor, Dean Winters, he's uh, Mayhem and I think, is it Allstate or State Farm or whatever? I don't know. It's car insurance of some kind. And he's also, he plays a, um, like, detective or something in Law & Order SVU. And even though he's like... I'm here to investigate these crimes and I'm going to seek justice. And like, shut up, Dennis. (laughs) (laughs) No one cares, Dennis. You're a dumb fuck. (laughs) And he just sounds kind of dumb. But I think that the actor himself must have a good sense of humor because like he He keeps doing this. He he had to have known how (laughs) being like typecast as a Dennis Duffy would go for him. (laughs) (laughs) every time I've been like replaying quotes of 30 Rock in my head since this episode since I watched it again like almost sad because the Islanders lost don't don't they do that a lot would expect you to understand this (laughs) (laughs) exonerated dateline predator (laughs) Elizabeth Susan Lemon not my middle name Let's just quote 30 Rock. Okay. Uh, So what have you ever, um, I don't want to get too personal because I've already gotten all so personal already. Yeah, that's, that's like pretty personal. And you know, I, I'm not ashamed of anything that I've done, but that was a while ago when I had time and vigor. (laughs) Nobody has any of that anymore. We live in hell. (laughs) Yeah. But I'm lucky if I can like just just take one shower per day. Um, Can't do three anymore. <laughs> three, because you shower after. Oh, okay. So I was gonna ask: Is there anybody that you were kind of like casual with that you tried to turn into a relationship, and then you learned that they were dumb dumb? Yeah, yeah, that it happens. Mm-hmm not you know maybe that was the only not completely unrealistic thing that show is portrayed (laughs) that's a risk you take with anyone that you date Mm -hmm. i went on a date um with a guy i went on a couple dates with this guy that um we uh quote unquote met through okcupid but it turned out we've been in the same political science classes at psu can i ever tell you about this uh i think so guy who blew pot smoke in a dog's face no who was that oh no that was (laughs) never no um this guy he was like he was like fine like he didn't have any like weird like he didn't abuse animals or anything um but he got like very like um aggressive with the like intimacy on the first date like and oh, the guy who like made out with you through like the first half of Borat or something? 
whoa, you are conflating a few different things. No, that's not this. <laughs> but, but, he, but like, he, he, like, went in for kisses, like, we, like, without any indication that that would have been welcome. And he, this is, <laughs> this is the thing that I will haunt me forever at the same exact streetcar stop in Portland. Every time I walk past it, I, like, remember this. Is he leaned in and he said, give me some sugar. <laughs> and I started laughing and he proceeded to kiss me. And I was like, why are you kissing me? I'm laughing at you right now. Like, I didn't have a lot of self-esteem or self-respect. But even then I was like, <laughs> no. So in the first episode of Adventure Time, that line was uttered by one of the zombies. <laughs> did, did that bring it back for you too in this in this that we watched today no in the very first in the pilot oh no because i've heard that line like said facetiously in comedies forever so it's more like a thing i associate with the streetcar. oh it's the stop heading um southbound next to powell's a streetcar named give me some sugar and i think <laughs> We rode the streetcar a couple of times. And one of the times, a very, very frail old woman, on a sharp turn, she fell down. She cut her head open. Ooh. It's like all signs pointed to this not going well. Yeah. I went on three dates with him. <laughs> and then he ghosted me. <laughs> um, and, and people wonder why I have, like, such a strong connection to Liz Lemon. <laughs> I dated three guys who went to clown college. Was it three or two? Two, maybe. I don't know. Three would be too many. Maybe. Amy Poehler had a a thing like that. Hmm. I think we've like one one time a guy broke up with me while we were scuba diving. Skywriting isn't always good. Oh, during um <laughs> during Parks and Rec, yeah, trying to, where she's trying to make Anne feel better, and she's like, "Yeah, one time I went to a picnic. He had a picnic basket all laid out, and he said, uh, don't eat anything. I'm waiting for Karen.' <laughs> uh, one time he broke up with me while we were in the shower together. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, good times. Well, um, that's all the time we had for Sex in the City. Yeah. Uh, show's still bad. Samantha sucks. Charlotte's dumb. Um, Carrie, I feel like, you know, she gave it an honest try. That was that was her stepping outside of her comfort zone. And, you know, I feel like that wasn't, like, totally fucked up of her to try. And, you know, it didn't work out. Whatever. Yeah. And, yeah, like, that's maybe the least unrealistic part of this. And I can't remember what happened to Miranda. <sighs> anyway. Uh, oh, one thing I want to point out is that in every scene where they're all like doing yoga together, everyone is wearing white except them. They're wearing like tropical colors. It's like, yeah, I know that they're the ones in the room. They're the ones that you're zooming in on. You don't need to dress <laughs> them differently. But okay. Okay. Anyway, I'm done. Are you done? I'm done. Okay, let's talk about Adventure Time. Yeah, so we got into season three with, um, you know, I forget the episode, I think Conquest of Cuteness. Yeah, I have the title. Hang on one second. 
Do, do, do. It is Conquest of Cuteness. Look at you. It's not a very good podcast. Uh, it's no production notes. It's a podcast that is good because we say it is. Yeah. Sometimes I'm just simultaneously like, why would why would somebody listen to this and why isn't everyone listening to this? Mm-hmm. This is better than some podcasts I've heard. Yes, it is better. Some things are better than some things. I think that's, that means a lot because I've heard a lot of bad ones. <laughs> well, ours isn't great. Well, it's not bad either. That's true. So off we go. Conquest of cuteness. So all these little, these little fellas, these little cuties. Like little marshmallowy cupcake things. Yeah, like little marshmallow cupcake. They, some of them look like those dog toys that are like a rainbow colored ball with little faces and they storm the tree house because they're going to kill Finn and Jake to prove that they're evil and they've strong. Been, they've been like spying so they know details like oh and I wanted to point out like Finn and Jake reminisce about their mom in this episode mm-hmm. which is something we hadn't heard really before no yeah, yeah we hadn't and so some of the little cutie monsters pretend that they're like, they're in like the walls or something. And they're like, we're your mom and we think you suck. Yeah. <laughs> Jake, Jake's really scared of them because he thinks that they poisoned his everything burrito, which was just like everything in the kitchen wrapped in massive tortilla. It's like the size of a toddler. <laughs> he's, he's so wigged out by these guys. And he tells Finn to go grab them. They jump into a little hole in a tree part. And he manages to grab them. And they're thrashing around. And Jake says, shake them. <laughs> hey, shake them. What, man? Shake them. <laughs> shakes them really hard. And they get, they get disoriented. And then they kind of reveal, like, we've been watching you. We're going to come for you tomorrow and kill you um because they're evil and they bite finn and um (laughs) you you said that their uh like attack um something i had done reminded you of them yeah so when they're they're so they finn and jake spy on the little little cute munchkin things they're like you know four inches high and find out that they they're just a, a threat to themselves. Like they explode when they run. <laughs> they show the charge and all the little guys are running. Like one of them is running and crying at the same time and waving <laughs> a tiny mushroom around. And they're like tripping <laughs> over mushrooms. And... Uh, yeah, they're like waving daisies and doing their battle cries. <laughs> it's just tripping and they're falling apart. Uh one of them gets uh, crunched in the nuts by a little toadstool. It's so <laughs> cute. <laughs> one of them somehow just brings the flower it was holding smacked into its face. And that reminded me of uh, when you told me, I don't know how or what you were doing, but you punched yourself in the throat. I was rolling, I was pulling up the sleeves on my sweatshirt. <laughs> And they were a little, like, it's a pretty new sweatshirt, so the cuff is a little tight. So I was pulling it up, and 
it stopped moving, but my hand kept moving. <laughs> and I punched myself in the throat, like, like harder than I, I thought I was going to. <laughs> and I was actually kind of surprised it didn't bruise because it felt like real. <laughs> like, it was, I was like, <laughs> and it, it's like, so of course, that's how Kelly dies. Like, <laughs> she's rolling up her sleeves of her sweatshirt and she just accidentally fucking chokes herself and like (laughs) um Um, there's another character in this one that reminded me of you yeah i know like space princess shut the fuck up yeah do you see why now no stop are you seeing why now i have a home (laughs) that's not even that's not this one that was heat signature so i she was homeless in a couple episodes but i want to go back to your point that I remind you and I like you were I reminded you of this episode which makes me like inherently like I'm drawing the connection that means I'm cute oh yeah that must mean I'm cute (laughs) (laughs) so tell me why tell me why the lumpy space princess thing is a thing okay explain it so um, a few times I've shown you things and you've just immediately gone like, that's like me. I'm so big and extra. <laughs> I love peonies. They're so big and extra they like me. Are. They're like the size of like <laughs> softballs. Guess what else is big and extra in this episode? That burrito. LSP. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the little cute guys are going to storm Finn and Jake, and they gather all their friends, which is like LSP and Cinnamon Bun and a Duck, and they're going to fake lose this battle so these little guys can can get a win. <clears throat> Even though Jake says that that'll mess up his stats. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I love that. Uh, so LSP decides that she is not going to to just lay down and die. She's going to fall in love with one of them and then fall out of love with one of them and then die of a heartbreak. (laughs) I don't scheme like that. (laughs) Much. But... (laughs) But everything else just... Just the overblown, overdone, oh my god, I'm Kelly and everything's the worst and everything happens to me. <laughs> I mean, it does. <laughs> when I caught up with you so that we could walk in to work together and you're like, we good told job. Story. I'm telling it again. Fine. Everyone's against me. Mm. <clears throat> I actually had a dream last, not last night, a couple nights ago, where I was like at a family reunion and like my mother and my brother were being just horrible to me. And like every time we were in a like setting with all of the family, I was trying to explain like to my grandmother and my dad, like they're being awful to me and like no one sees it, but no one will believe me that I'm just like reporting it. And I got so upset in my dream that I started in my dream bawling. And then I woke up and I had cried physically. Oh. <laughs> why are you laughing at me? This is why I didn't tell you when it happened. 
Well, this is why I didn't tell you that you reminded me of LSB as soon as I saw this episode. I can't control what I dream. She's choosing her reactions. I yeah, just, so are you. I just dream that I'm a victim a lot, okay? Yeah, just dream. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're all, all the same shared dream. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this episode does have an end. Um, yep. Jake uh, laughs at how cute they are because they're like bouncing on his belly and like, we won, we won. And um, he gives up the ghost that it, like they faked the battle. It's not blood, it's ketchup, blah, blah, blah. And um, <laughs> Finn eventually explains like, okay, like you're not going to win by scaring people. You're just too adorable, but you should use your cuteness as a weapon. So like, okay, I'm interested. Tell me how. Um, and it's what is it, the cute, the cute king, cute king, um, goes to uh, the ice king who's just like lying on his back, like humming in his castle because he doesn't have cable, I guess. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> the cute king's like, make me a sandwich. The ice king's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, the cute king like goes on his tummy and like makes his eyes all big and like yeah and he's like kicking his feet up in the air like about now (laughs) ice king's like oh (laughs) and then the cute king like laughs maniacally because it's working (laughs) being adorable is working so that was a pretty fun end i um I know you're not going to tell me much more about the future, but I would love it if they came back as like a dynamic duo for evil. I'm just putting that out there. You don't have to respond. Okay. I'm not responding. Okay. Uh, can you tell me at all if we see these characters again? Uh, I don't think we do. Okay. If, if we do somewhere along the way, uh, then I don't remember it. Fair enough. Uh, this oh is man, the, the, these, the season three episodes are like, I just love season three. These so feel many good. longer than the other ones. I think they're just packing so much more in. Yeah, the same 11 minute time frame. It, I couldn't believe it. I'm like, this is like a 15, 20 minute episode. Nope, it's not. Um, so they're, I think, very deft with how they're telling these stories that they can pack them in. And make it feel really fleshed out. But they're still under those uh, time constraints of the normal episode length. So it's uh, talented. talented. But yeah, the whole talented. thing is very impressive. And it's just like, because I have <laughs> watched the last, the finale. And it has broken me. I will never be the same. And now we're watching this and it's like, these were the salad days. Halcyon. <laughs> um, let's go into the final episode, which the title's in Latin. It is yeah. Morituri te salutemus. How was that? That was okay, right? I think so. I've never looked up the translation, have you? Uh, no, but I imagine it's going to do with death. Let me look it up while you're... Can you start giving the synopsis? Yeah, so Finn and Jake, you meet them in the middle of an adventure. They've got, uh, Finn's got his shirt full and Jake has a tummy pouch full of these little critters, like echidnas, sort of. And they have just come from saving them. And 
Finn says, like, that would have gone better if you'd stuck with the plan. Because Jake just is so distractible. He just can't stick to any plan. And this is a recurring theme with Jake throughout uh, the history of this show. And they um, stumble upon this obviously cursed arena where a fight king who is sort of a decrepit, moldering, like moldering skinned skeleton he looks sort like of Snoke. fellow. He looks like Snoke in Star Wars. Yeah. And he also plays sex chess with pairs of gladiators. Ah, uh, the sex chess. <laughs> the bondage sex chess. <laughs> um, so Finn and Jake know that it's a trap and if they go through the barrier they are going to have to defeat a bunch of gladiator ghosts to get out and they do it anyway and they, Finn's got a plan and Jake says that's a great plan let's do your plan I'm going to dig to the center of the earth until I find lava and make a molten hula hoop for morale and he, he sings <laughs> I, I wanted to uh, incorporate the song but it keeps getting broken up by fight sings by fight scenes, not fight sings. <laughs> anyway, he's singing like on a tropical island under a lava moon. We're gonna talk to hula dancers and blah 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 blah. Yeah, it's a fun little song. I know the whole song. Oh, I'm sorry, I wasn't saying it for you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I think it would be, I think you should, um incorporate the last little bit about get me out of this cave oh yeah that part is a little bit longer um i'll see what i can do i can i can probably give that a shot anyway do you want to know what the translation is before you continue yeah okay it's actually a full quote um um it's a it's a well-known uh quote that was uh issued in the um coliseum and it's Ave Imperator Moritori Te Salutant, which means, Hail, Emperor, those who are about to die salute you. Oh, that's fun for a kid's show. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> I feel like lighthearted and cheery is totally awesome. <laughs> I apologize if my Latin is bad. I didn't have an Ivy League education, which is probably good because I didn't also sexually assault anyone. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Anyway, so Finn <laughs> Finn goes through his he's going through his plan. He uh Jake makes a dummy dog out of dirt so that he doesn't have to fight. He could just hang out in sort of this underworldy <laughs> area directly under the surface. Bones, lots of bones in there. <laughs> lots of bones. He makes himself a little mermaid tail and the the fin part is skeletal hands. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, children's television <laughs> <laughs> and Finn is killing all these gladiator ghosts who are like mangled already and, and they're all crying and saying like I'm sorry I'm I need Kyathy. your forgiveness um, and they're like clearly distraught and it's like Finn stop killing them <laughs> my god well they were trying to kill him yeah but they clearly were like bound to in a way that he hadn't quite yet been forced to do well he had a plan and it worked out well we didn't know because we thought we thought the audience thought that he got um like overridden by the 
by the fight king. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the fight king blesses him. And then Finn goes back down and Jake's starting to get a little upset because Finn's like, I fight to fight. <laughs> and he's like practicing punches and poses. And um, <laughs> he looks like out, he's out of his gourd, basically. Uh-huh. And uh, he goes back up um, with the, the dirt dog and continues to fight. And he's taking on more gladiators. And then um, at that point, is that when Jake goes back up? Yeah, Jake goes back up and Finn tells the fight king that this is, uh, this is the real Jake and he's going to kill him. So well, he's chasing Jake around the arena. Not quite. Before that, he almost punches Jake. And Jake dodges it, and Finn's like, uh, sorry, got in my kill zone. (laughs) Uh, but yeah, like, the third time that he goes up, uh, he's been, like, um, stabbing the dirt, Jake, and, like, eating the dirt, and, like, like, digging into it, and Jake sees it, and he's, like, horrified. And then Finn's like, I'm gonna kill the real Jake. (laughs) Brother against brother. Um, uh, um, so Finn can't can't kill the real Jake without a bigger sword Uh so he Fight King gives him his sword Fight King's sword and Finn immediately just turns around and kills Fight King breaks the curse he throws the sword down it it breaks in two and that that kills the the Fight King yeah he like evaporates and then the uh, the doors uh, open again and everybody walks out and Finn explains to Jake, like, this was my plan. I couldn't tell you about it because you're going to muck it up. Um, but it all worked out. And then all of the um, gladiator ghosts walk out and um, they've been, like, reanimated. And they walk out and um, Finn and Jake notice that they are in pairs, which the implication is that the fight king had trapped friends and forced friends to fight to the death. Um and he had trapped, like, several of them. That's what I take from it. Yeah, that's about right. And then there's this sort of creepy sound, and the the Coliseum just evaporates up into the sky, and that's it. And the episode's over. Yeah, the ghosts also kind of, like, ascend as well. So it kind of ends on this ominous note, but uh, kind of hopeful because all the friends have, like, prepared. They're reunited. They're no longer forced to fight each other. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. <laughs> uh, this was a kind of dark episode. Um, yeah. Despite the um, hula songs. <laughs> I think I was really tempered by the hula songs. Yeah, it could have gotten a lot darker without that. That's for sure. Um, I, what do you take about um, Finn's point that Jake is bad at following through the plan? Oh, Jake is absolutely bad at following through with the plan. Yeah. Um, Jake has, he's um, in many ways driven by id. Mm. He just, he wants to lay around. He wants to eat nachos. He wants to do whatever feels good in the moment. He doesn't have a ton of foresight. There's a strong element of criminality to him (laughs) that uh, (laughs) I find very likable. If if we were to put these folks on a an alignment chart, a la D and D, where would he fall? 
I don't know. Um, I don't know enough about those two to assign anything to him. I feel like he might be like a chaotic good. Yeah, maybe. But I mean, it's really, it's Finn that drives him to be good. So he might just be a chaotic neutral. Maybe. I feel like Finn is lawful good. I feel like that was really cemented in the episode where they saw the videos with like the FBI warnings. And they're like, oh, (laughs) oh, I guess we can't, we can't break laws now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, Finn starts there, I think. Um, He, he grows with the show. Finds out there are a lot of things aren't as delineated as you think they should be. Where do you fall on the alignment? I uh, I don't know. Chaotic good probably. Hmm. Yeah, I, I think. I think so. Where do you think I fall? Oh, lawful neutral. Lawful neutral, not lawful good. No, lawful neutral. Interesting. I guess I should donate more to charity. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Anything else to say on this episode? It was a little dark. Mm -hmm. Pretty strange. Yeah. It was not. It was in in contrast to the previous episode. That feels like a sorry long day. Um, that feels kind of common is that when we have like a really dark episode, it's usually like right before, right after a very, very like colorful and bright episode, a very cute one or, you know, with something kind of cheerful happens. Yeah, I think that's kind of set up by design. You're not just getting relentlessly punched in the face by the show. Oh, I mean, you do. <laughs> <laughs> But there's reprieve. Well, good. Shall we um, transition into our wrap-up with our pop culture recommendations? Uh, yeah. Go ahead. Uh, I had one. I forgot. I just remembered it. Um, the Mountain Goats have a new EP out on Spotify. We still call it an EP. I was even though wondering about that. It's It's an EP. It's an album. It's listed on there as an EP. It's four songs. It's is an EP that short? A EP is like a more truncated LP. Oh, that's right. I can't even remember anymore because it's been so long since we've done the analog thing. Yeah. <sighs> and there's also a new single out, which is separate from the EP. Mm. It's a very prolific group. Anyway, uh, I think it's called The Hex of the Infinite Binding, and it's good. I really like two of the songs, and I like two of the songs okay. That's good. That's like a, a B, a solid B, B plus. Yeah. I mean, it's 50%. Technically, it's failing, but... You don't hate any of the songs. No. So it's better than failing. Yeah. Good. The Mountain Goat. I like one song of theirs ever. No children. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. They always play that one. It's a God, the Mountain Goats have put on such a good show. Good. I'm glad you like them. 
Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, my pop culture is that uh, a long, long, long time ago, I started watching BoJack Horseman and never really got quite into it. And then um, everybody, the, the fifth season just came out and people are saying like, oh, um, there's a lot of media out that seems to kind of glorify people who suck and like people are taking the wrong message from it. Like Rick and Morty, everyone's like, be like Morty or like, be like Rick, not be like Morty. Oh my God. <laughs> I am so tired right now. Um, but like glorifying people like, like Rick or like other. Yeah. Or Archer. Yeah. Or those types of things where it's like meant to be a critique of these sorts of things. But people are like, that's the person I want to be like. Um, so um, the creator of this, of Bojack Horseman, uh, Raphael Bob Waxberg. I think is his name. I think of him as Will Arnett's friend who made a show for Will Arnett. Ex- like exclusively. Um, but he is kind of grappling with that in this season and he like acknowledged it in an interview that it was gonna be kind of like how to deflate the idea that like these things where we're critiquing a person uh, we're not act- accidentally glorifying that sort of behavior. So, I never thought that Bojack was a glorified character. Like, he thinks he's great, but the show knows that he sucks. But I don't know that the audience knows that he sucks. Oh. Because think of, like, the type of guy who might think, yeah, I like Bojack. He's an idol. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like a guy who's like, everything that's wrong in my life it's someone else's fault and I'm cool. Um, uh, so anyway, this season is kind of um, attacking that premise a bit. Um, there is one episode that the only voice actor is Will Arnett, including um, he, there's a brief, brief intro. Then it's basically like a 20 minute monologue, which is kind of astounding for, for this type of television. Um, it's an interesting show. Sure. It takes a really nuanced look at mental health issues. Sexuality. Um, yeah, sexuality, memory loss in old age. Mm-hmm. Um, where was I? Where was I going with this? I had a point. Where did I where did my point go? I don't know. This is your pop culture recommendation. <laughs> I just had a point to make. I don't know where it went. um it had a nuanced discussion about asexuality and how asexuality and aromantic don't necessarily mean the same thing and people who are asexual may not be aromantic and that sort of thing um (laughs) i had a point (laughs) i had a point um yeah it's a it's uh it's a good piece of media so I've been watching that kind of nonstop, catching up from where I left off in season one and then catching up. I'm almost done with season five at this point is, yeah, it's a well-developed show. Cool. Yeah. All right. Shall we do our thank yous? Our shout outs? I think we should leave it to just the three people we know for sure. Listen. Okay. Ready? Yeah. One, two. <laughs> <laughs>
so tired. I'm so tired. I'm so tired. One, okay. two, three. Taylor. God damn it. Taylor. Taylor. Kristen. Will. No, does Will even still listen? I don't know. He yells I thought at so. Us. He yells at us with how long the episodes are. <laughs> Maybe he just looks at the length of the episode. He is probably not that invested in this show. Who who would be? We are. <laughs> it's true. Mm-hmm. We are heavily invested in this show. Heavily, <laughs> so I'm gonna speak for myself. <laughs> we have done a lot of shows. Yeah, we have. Plus specials. I was actually thinking today that we, we should make business cards. <laughs> just like hand them out like, hi, my name is whatever my name is. I'm on a podcast. Here's my business card because we're bringing paper and ink into this. Well, we have an account on every major social media platform. So sure. Let's get business cards. Let's get analog. <laughs> Okay. Maybe we can release a real LP. A best of LP. <laughs> okay. Any final thoughts before we cap it? Oh, catch us on Twitter at SextimePod. Facebook, uh, SextimePodcast. <laughs> What's our Instagram? SextimePod. Yay. I have nothing else to say to you. Nope. All right. Thanks so much for listening. We'll catch y'all next time. Bye.